Well, there was a line in our first reading today that when I heard it, my ears perked up a little bit, said, your heart shall throb and overflow. And uh, so this past week I had a little heart incident and uh, essentially for the last two years I've had a very high resting heart rate, usually in the 100s or high 90s and so, uh, but it escalated uh, pretty quickly to a, a pretty high number. So, uh, went in and was seen and such, and had lots of different tests. And uh, finally, after two years, uh, a doctor decided to do something to treat it. And so, uh, it actually has been working and has brought it down to uh, almost normal levels now. So, that's a very positive thing that could have happened a few years ago had someone acted quicker. But nevertheless, today we have our Feast of the Epiphany. And I always think about this feast as the worship of the Magi, because that's what our reading tells us. They come and they pay homage to baby Jesus. On Christmas Day, and so there's three different Christmas Day Masses. There's the one at night, there's the one at dawn, and then there's one during the day. So at 10.15 Mass on Christmas Day, those are the prayers that are said. And there's always been a line in the prayer over the gifts that I found very powerful. And even today, we have a very poetic, in a sense, a prayer over the gifts for the Feast of the Epiphany. But on Christmas Day, it described that Christmas Day was the inauguration for us, the fullness of divine worship, that Christ being born inaugurated for us the fullness of divine worship. And I always kind of marveled over that. What does that mean to begin the fullness of divine worship? And I think that there's a few different things that we could say about this mystery of Christmas and Epiphany that we celebrate today, and really what it tells us about worship and how it gives examples of worship. To worship really means to give praise and honor to Almighty God. It's what we do right now on this Sabbath day as we gather for the celebration of the Holy Mass. On that first Christmas morning, the angels announced to the shepherds that Christ was born, and they came singing, and there was a whole multitude of hosts of angels, the Gospels say, that were praising God. And so song, that can be a way in which we worship God. Our hymns that we sing worship God, the parts at Mass, the Gloria, the Holy, Holy, biblical in their very origin, and really the songs of the angels. So we participate in that angelic song and worship, and it all began to be revealed to us on Christmas Day. I also think of that song, O Come All Ye Faithful, and if we just imagine the manger scene, and oftentimes in these manger scenes there are kind of these unknown figures, usually a little shepherd boy that has a sheep around his neck. Maybe there's someone playing a fiddle or a flute. And all of the faithful begin to come as news spreads that an infant was born in this stable. And, well, what do the faithful do? Well, they bring their worship. They 
worship this Christ child, maybe by giving thanks, maybe by uh, pouring out their hearts to the Christ child, that they lay down their burdens, whatever it is, but that sense of emptying ourselves before God can be also a type of worship. It's pretty common for this Feast of the Epiphany that there are lots of Renaissance artists, Baroque artists, who have depicted what's called the Adoration of the Magi. There's one, I believe, by a Belgian painter, Rubens, uh, that's probably one of the more popular ones as well. So the Magi come in adoration to adore Christ, but really that first act of adoration belonged on Christmas Day to Joseph and Mary, that as Christ was born of them that the, and laid in the manger, that they adored him for the first time, that they loved him in that moment, that they beheld it in silence, what had just happened. And so that moment of adoration of Christ, well, that's the beginning on Christmas Day of a type of worship that we participate in. Last weekend at Mass, we heard that Mary treasured the events of Jesus' life in her heart. I think that's another act of worship, remembering what God has done. And as we remember, it moves us to praise God, to worship him for the blessings that we have received. But I think today in our gospel for the Feast of the Epiphany, we see another type of worship of the Magi. They want to go and pay homage to Jesus. It says it a few times. And once they arrive at the house and they enter and they see the child with Mary, they prostrated themselves and did him homage. So to prostrate oneself means that they laid on the ground in an act of humiliation and adoration. They humbled themselves before the Christ child. And in that moment, as they laid on the ground, that it was a type of prayer for them. In some way, they were worshiping as they knew how. So even our bodies, we can use them in our worship of God. We did it as we came into church and genuflected. We do it as we kneel at the consecration today during the Eucharistic prayer, that these are forms of worship that we are doing even with our bodies, just as the Magi did. So Christmas Day inaugurated for us the fullness of divine worship. And really that beginning of worship that we see in Christmas and today on the Epiphany, well, that worship continues in the public ministry of Jesus as he teaches the apostles how to pray, as he sits down and celebrates the Passover with them, as he offers himself on the cross as the sacrifice and oblation for sin, that these are moments of worship in the life of the new Christian church. But if Christmas Day is the beginning, there will be a culmination of that worship that we have. And it will be when we're with the angels and saints in heaven and able to praise God there and worship him among the angels and saints. 
But today we worship here in this place. We participate in that worship of heaven today through this Mass, and we cultivate a longing in our heart so that one day we might worship with them above.